told to do this so that you can link the yes. video to the sound. Is that why they do the, the yeah, slap? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why they do it. We're live. Yes. So what's up, bro? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good. Good. This is fun. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really just wanted to talk to somebody uninterrupted. I should turn off my phone. That should be one of the rules. That's a good idea, yeah. And turn them on to vibrate. Yep. Deal. I, I like sat at home thinking about how do I want to start it? How do I want to talk? And I really have no clue. No. <laughs> I just want to talk to somebody uninterrupted because when do you ever really get this opportunity? To sit down, no interruptions, no distractions. It's scheduled. You just get to sit and talk. I really hope this. Uh, maybe fishing. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I just went fishing. It wasn't it, that. Maybe fishing. You were with your kids, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Um, I got seasick for the first time <laughs> oh, no. ever. Oh no. Yeah. I, okay. And I never get seasick. That's weird because I was gonna say I'd never get seasick, so I would have never guessed I would would ever get seasick. Mm, that's what I thought. But I had Tim Hortons, and I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning to drive to the boat okay. to get on at six. Okay. So I think that's kind of what did it for me. Okay. I was really not enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. My kids were having a blast. Like. This is the same as hunting, and I should have known this. You sit there and do nothing. Yeah. Yep. Until a bite happens. Yes. And you go, and you're so excited. Just like when I go hunting, I'm like, I'm so excited to go yeah. hunting. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. It's a lot of waiting. Yeah. And you just sit in the tree, and you sit, and you sit, and you sit. And then something happens, and you're like, oh. right. And then it's like, oh, it's not the deer I wanted to shoot. And but it's those little sit. moments that keep you coming back, too. Yes. Yeah. And golf. that's what fishing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For me, I, I like to walk. I like. Yeah, no, I don't think that's yeah. golfing for most people. Yeah, golf for me, it's like I'll have twelve bad shots in a row, but it's that one good, good one. shot. It's that one good shot that you're like, all right, I can, I'm coming back. No shit. Yeah, yeah it was time. just we went, we were excited, and then it's a whole lot of sitting there, and you're just like, and it was pretty wavy that day, so there was like three to four foot waves. Yeah. So the boat, it wasn't big enough that it was really shaking you. It was just this constant like. Whose boat was it? Your boat? No, no, no. Yeah. It was a charter. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we went out on Lake Ontario for brown trout. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then maybe salmon. Yeah, and <laughs> I just was miserable. It was cold. Yeah. I was seasick. My kids had a blast. Did they catch caught... anything good? Yeah, yeah. Eight yeah. fish, yeah. All right, sweet. Eight All brown right. trout that are about 15 inches or bigger. Okay, did they let you keep it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we went last year in July, and I still have some of that fish. Like, we probably eat one or two fillets a month and we caught like seven or eight salmon that's awesome they were about 24 to yeah. 30 inches oh, yeah salmon. and then the guy the char- it's it's so worth it to go with the charter because he had all the equipment he took us right to the right spot yeah and then when we got done he fillets the fish for you he cleans them puts them in the bag and you go home with a bunch of meat that's awesome fish fish meat same thing same thing still meat yeah I think fish has its own category uh, uh, right, it does, but yeah. like it's because like pescatarians only yeah. eat fish, right? Yeah, you, they only eat fish. Yeah, you are one of my very educated friends that actually knows the differences in all those words. <laughs> I try pescatarian. I, I pick up stupid stuff. That's my problem. It's not, not it's a problem. Not, right, that's my quirk. Yeah, my quirk is I pick up stupid stuff with the with the evolution of TikTok. I have self-diagnosed myself with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get those videos too? Yes. Yeah. All yes, my. It's all like that'll be like some cheesy song or something, and I'll be like, "Do you wait till the last second? Do you actually work better under pressure? Do you force yourself to work at the last second?" They're like, "I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. yes," and they're like, "Adult ADHD." I'm like, 
No, yeah. but I've seen so many of those videos, yeah. and they cover all right. of everybody's like actions. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. do you do this? Do you right. do that? It's right. like you're bound to fall into right. one of those categories. Exactly. It's just like as a Gemini, you're stubborn, and everyone's like, yeah, "That's so true." It <laughs> fixes everything. Oh God. Yeah. No, I don't think I have ADHD. I think I have some ADHD tendencies. Yeah. I focus on certain things. I definitely lack on other things, but I think that's. Yeah, I think it's normal. Everybody. Yeah. I think people are interested in what they're interested in, and they're not interested in what right. they're not interested in. For me, in. the biggest, the biggest hell, at least with kids, between ADHD, because every parent wants to say their kid has ADHD. <clears throat> but I think the biggest difference is, like, you can tell the kids that can't sit still, that can't focus. Like, the kids that say they claim they have ADHD, I say, if I tell you sit in that chair, don't move, and you get this bag of Takis... Like, they'll sit there and not move. The kids who have ADHD have no choice. Like, really? they can't. They just, you can give them even a million if dollars. Even if they're interested in the thing you Even if they're on. interested, they can't do it. Like, they just can't do it. Those kids that have severe ADHD, it's sad because yeah. you, you watch them, they literally can't help it. Um, but it's the kids that just have poor impulse control or poor was, discipline that claim ADHD. I was just going to say, do you think that it's a term that's been abused and 100%. overused? Because... Uh, what's his name? The he's becoming a very popular uh, psychologist. He's like right wing. He's with Ben Shapiro and all them. Oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. Anyways, there was a video of him saying that the reason that we're diagnosing all these boys with ADHD is because as young boys, they're supposed to be allowed to play and be yeah. rough and tumble and be wild. Yeah, that's the design of a young child. Yeah, they're all like that. Right. I mean, even my kids when I'm talking to them, they just. They like stand there and they're like, "Hey, what's up, Dad?" And they're like yeah. rolling on the couch and like jumping up and down. Yep. And he says that because of schools, we are trying to force these kids to sit all day right. for six hours a day, seven hours a day, yep. and it's totally against their nature. Right. And not only that, I mean, this is at least I grew up with a brother. I grew up super. We grew up super poor out in the country with a younger brother. So, yeah. like, there was a big difference between my dad was home and when my mom was home. Yes. Like when my mom was home, I'm not a big guy. But bigger than my mom. Yeah. So, like, when my brother and I were, like, roughhousing and my mom was home, we knew physically there was nothing she could do to stop us. Like, nothing she could do. Yeah. So, and we knew that subconsciously as, like, teenage boys or, like, 10, 11-year-olds. Yeah. There's nothing she can do to stop us. Mm-hmm. Way different when dad's home. Like, when dad's home, it's just we will get physically hurt if we don't stop. So, I think you're right in that you're trying to change boys into being something that they're not but also the trend of schools is not negative consequences anymore there's no more negative consequences it's all positive reinforcement it's all if you do this you will get this okay my problem with that is too much positive reinforcement dilutes the positive reinforcement yes so for instance if like i came if you had to do something um if your wife wanted you to do something at home mm-hmm. and you did it once and she gave you a reward, she you know made dinner or something, bought you your favorite dinner, after a while, that's not going to be an incentive anymore. Right. It's not going to be an incentive anymore. You get used to it. Right. Not only that, when the next time she asks you, could you do – if she's, if you've been doing A to get dinner and when she asks you to now do B, your knee-jerk response is going to be, what am I going to get? Yeah. Not – respect or I'm just going to do this because I love you or anything yeah. like that. It's what am I going to get? 
all this positive reinforcement in schools is taking respect out of it. And it's just more so, what, do you, what am I going to get for this? Yeah, it's and, creating a mentality. Right, right. So with young boys, at least for me, that mentality of, I'm not going to stop beating the junk out of my brother until <laughs> I physically have to. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or unless you're going to give me something. Um, I so, only know this is true because my kids are completely different when I watch them yes. versus when my wife watches them mm-hmm. because her complaints are the kids don't listen. Yep. It's not as easy as it is for you. And I go, well, I enforced physical consequences right. yep. when they didn't listen to yes. me. And yeah, it's, you know, there's everybody wants to get bent out of shape about spanking kids, but it's not, once you do it enough. Yeah, correct. Yeah. They, I, I never have to do yep. it anymore. Yep. Now it's just, I look at them yep. and they're like, oh, okay, I know what comes if I don't stop. Right. And they have to be afraid of that. But I... I'm a, I'm a moderate on all views of life, right? Yeah. So I think it's got to be a balance between the positive reinforcement 100%. and the negative reinforcement. Right. There's a line. And it's it's like the Supreme Court defined porn. <laughs> like, yeah. we can't define it. You just know it when you see it. You know, it's the same thing with, with disciplining your children. Like, I got kids in fifth grade and blah, blah, blah. They'll say, that's child abuse. That's child abuse. I'll be yeah. like, that's not yeah. child abuse. They'll be like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? It's the same thing. There's no bright line rule as to when it crosses a line, you, yeah. you, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. Like my dad would beat my ass. Like you beat my ass if I did something wrong. However, there was always that post conversation. There was that here's why this happened. What did you learn? Like blah blah so blah. So you you have a lot of respect for your dad. Like hundred percent. He was a yeah. really good father. Yeah, hundred percent. Like he could have beat the junk out of me, and I always knew why I was getting like my butt beat. Well, yeah, he wasn't so, beating right. you. Exactly, that's what I mean. Beating you. Right. He didn't just that's come what I mean. Home that... he's in a bad mood right. and just start whooping on you because you're the first thing that he right. saw. Right. So that's and that, so that's for me a but, big difference. But that seems to be a very obvious difference. You would think, you would think, but nowadays you have kids and parents even that believe if you spank your kid, you are abusing your child. Oh, that's what not what the law says, first of all. But secondly, it's just not. So it's it's the same thing in schools. Like I. I tried to hold one of my kids out of Halloween that was just being awful. That's all. Halloween. You're not going to participate. At school. At like, school. The, like the at, activities at school. At school. And had his mom's permission yeah. and everything. I emailed his mom. Said, yeah. hey, your kid's being awful. And she knows. He's, he's he's not a bad kid. He's just a little bit of a pill. Yeah. So I said, hey, your kid's having an off day. I'm going to keep him out of Halloween. She goes, good. Do it. So school stops in. Nope. Can't do it. And I was like, what? And they're like, nope. Can't do it. We can't do that. Yep. Wait, so, wait. Yep. School stepped How? in and said, and said, you cannot do it. So uh, p- part of my doing this podcast is one, like I said, I, it's therapy for me. Like I'm sure. going to go home after this super freaking happy. Yeah. I could swear. Super fucking happy yeah. that I got to just sit and talk. Like I get high off of great right. conversation. And two, part of – it's not a mission. Part of what I hope comes from this is if people do start to listen a lot and, they, and this does catch on – I want to talk about the details of every situation. Yeah. Because I think that ha- that's what is, is glossed over so many times. We're all headline readers. And then, you know, you get those people that are like, oh, my God, this happened. And, like, yeah. that person must have been bad. Yeah. But you don't discuss, like, why that person ended up be doing that. Like, right. what were the events right. that led to that? What's the details of the situation? Right. So how in the world can a school trump the teacher and the parent? Like, who made the school the authority on that kid's discipline above the parent and the teacher, the two right. adults that are with that kid the most. Yep. Yeah. How, like how I, I don't, I don't understand it either. Um, Oh my God. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I've, I've marched right into my boss's office. I was like, what do you want me to do that? 
Yeah. What do you want me to do? Because I gave him, you know, me, the lawyer side of me comes out. We have to talk about that too. Yeah. It's on my list too. <laughs> I want people to know who you are because you're a very unique person. Having, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, to, to go get past the bar, be a practicing lawyer, and then decide to go back from that and, yeah. and not back, like, in, not you're not going backwards, but just sure. like change career paths to a teacher because yeah. most people would not, once they become a lawyer, that's like the end all be all. Like, right. be a lawyer, make a bunch of money. Right. I may end up back there. Yeah. Um, but this is your passion right now. Yes. Yeah. So to, to give it some context, I guess, uh, yeah, I was a lawyer. Practiced full time for eight years. I was admitted in 2014, so whatever the math works out. Yeah. Um, You're bad at math like I am. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I was admitted 2014. I landed in divorce first, which I could talk for days yeah. about. Um, That's a whole just, other podcast. Yeah. That's a day you come back. I could talk about divorce law and educate everyone on that for a while. Yeah. Um, but my passion was criminal defense. That was my passion. I loved criminal defense. Why? It's you're you're the you're the underdog. Like you're the underdog. Um, you know the the way the laws are drafted are against you. Um, and, and you're you're talking you're talking government sponsored criminal defense, not the both. I was both a public defender and a private defender. attorney. Thank you. Yep, I was both a public defender and a private attorney. Okay. Um, so some of my cases were assigned to me. Yeah. Some of my cases were privately retained people that paid me to represent them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you just take the rules are all they were drafted in a way that was supposed to be for defendants rights or some of them but that's just not the way they're interpreted <laughs> the system is that yeah, we, not, I, I think it's such common knowledge now yeah it's that just it's the not system the way, is corrupt it's not the way that it was that it's it, it's uh, implemented um originally intended i think you sure. could argue that for all of them oh yeah yeah absolutely and there's a whole other podcast is bail, <laughs> bail reform and my my fights there um, but yeah. um but just take a trial, for instance. The prosecutor gets the first word. They get to make the opening statement. Yeah. And then they get the last word. They're the last ones to speak for the closing statement. It's it's set up that the prosecutor is the first one you hear, the last one you hear. Um, the whole thing is set up, is geared. So you are the ultimate underdog. Um, and I loved it. I loved every second yeah. of it. Um, but that's your competitive nature. Yes, that's my competitive nature. And it's also, uh, you and I are on the same page of, I don't care i don't have a dog in this fight i don't care about politics i don't care about bureaucracy i want what's right what's fair show me the rules and i want them implemented and that's the way defense attorneys operate um prosecutors are very very different they one in my opinion they're the lesser of trial attorneys um i always tell people if you want a good trial lawyer find a defense defense attorney don't find a prosecutor okay their testimony their trial practice is the three cops that made the arrest and it's what happened next Okay, and again, I'm, I'm an idiot and I'm asking questions because, again, I want people to understand and learn the details. Sure. Is a prosecutor always from government? But there's yes. – so that's for like criminal court. And then if it's a civil case, it's not a prosecutor. It's just the other side. Yes, sir. So okay. if, it's a, if it's a criminal matter anywhere in New York State, the prosecutor is hired by the state. They represent the people of New York. Okay. So a criminal – so any criminal matter will have the headline – People of New York versus Jane Doe. Makes sense. Um, and then that prosecutor, even if it's a town prosecutor, like for traffic matters and things like that, they work for the town. Got it. Uh, there are no private individual prosecutors. Okay. In a civil matter, it's not necessarily a prosecutor. Even in a traffic matter, it, that's a prosecutor even though it's a civil matter. But in a civil matter, it's plaintiff. 
It's okay. like, or complainant. Um, that could be a private person and a private lawyer. Okay. But for a criminal or some sort of violation of the law, yep. that's that's going to be and a government. Entity. I think this is part of the problem. Okay, I'm a, I'm a fairly educated individual. I'm not stupid by any means. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know this. Oh, yeah. That was, I think that's a huge part of yep. the problem is you get people that get in trouble, whatever, life happens. Yeah. And then they have to get thrust into this world where I, and I can understand the need for attorneys, but it's like I can barely understand how this is set up. Oh, yeah. And and this is not even getting into the nuts and bolts of yep. it. Like, there's so much more. Yep. And I think... You want to have... Like, you're absolutely right. You're hitting the nail on the head. Um, and it was my gripe for a while, forever. While I was out on the front lines trying to educate people, that was my biggest thing. One of my biggest things was we operate under a system that no one understands how it works. Right. All of these people have to go to school for seven years and right. pass the bar exam. And... He, Here's the kicker, is that we have to go to school for seven years, bar exam, all this money. You are not required to be a lawyer to be a judge in New York State. I heard that. Yeah, you do not have to. That, now, mind you, a city judge, county judge, state judge, you have to be. A uh, local town court judge, you do not have to be a lawyer. Well, this you is why it's, I'm, I always get nervous about getting in trouble in the boonies. Yeah. Yep. Because oh, yeah. I found that out that, like, Joe Schmo could be your yes. judge, and it's like, if he's friends with all the locals, Joe Schmo, ex-cop in the area that just yeah. wants to get paid twenty grand a year doing something. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's terrible. Yep, that's never opened a law book. Has no one. I'm not saying he has no integrity because he's a cop. I'm just saying he hasn't taken an oath of any sort, or I mean, he's taken his judge's oath, but he didn't go through the rigor that lawyers go through. Right. Um, to be yeah. able to have a fair court case, right. you have to understand law the yep. way lawyers understand never, it. I've literally tried cases where me and another lawyer. In a podunk town, have made our legal arguments, and you can tell, whew, like right over the judge's head, and the judge is literally going, "Uh, I agree with her." Yeah, and that's no. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I I filed a, a subpoena ducis tecum, which is a subpoena for a document. Yeah. And the judge couldn't even say it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, subpoena. What is this? Ducas Ducas tecum? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's, it's a subpoena ducis tecum, judge. And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, oh. And he has to make a ruling on the whether or not rule on my motion. He's never even heard the word. Oof. So, welcome to New York. Yeah. This hits on so many things for me because <laughs> one of my life missions is to get the uh, structure of the United States changed. Yeah. I think local should be the most powerful county, state, federal. Yeah. Because I feel like back in the 20s, 30s, I'm, I'm talking half on my ass. I feel like that's what it was. Like there was just a lot less sure. big government yep. and a lot more local government. And things seem to operate probably a little better. I, yeah. I do think you should be judged by your peers, but peers that you actually know because yeah. they can make decisions based off like, oh yeah, we know Billy Bobby's always lighting houses on fire. You know, yeah. like, right. like yeah, have a, they know, have that knowledge and it's it helps them make the decision on what to do. Right. And then when it comes to turning that structure up to down, like we're paying all this money for taxes and government. We're going to pause. <laughs> and we're back. It's this crazy. Is my fault. That's my fault. That's I should have kept it recording. You should have. Gosh, dang it. Because it would have been sweet to put it in the video. That is, that is my fault. That, like, your fault. It's, it's my fault. fault. And if you could follow me since birth, that shit happens. Really? Oh, my God, dude. My friends love every second of it. If there's a situation that you could be like, no, I was in it. You know George Costanza was Seinfeld? Yes. My life. Come on. That, that is my Things life. just like... So do you believe? Oh my God, we we're gonna we're gonna forget what we were talking about with courts and all that. Mm -hmm. 
Sorry, everybody. We got interrupted by somebody knocking at the door, asking us to give him 40 bucks, and he would give us 80 bucks, also offered us drugs, and we want no part of yes, that. That's correct. Yep. And and Bill here is saying that this always happens there. It does. <laughs> I My very first, to get back to being a lawyer, I was probably two months in. Yeah. Brand new. And my law firm tells me, hey, there's a big real estate party at the at the Bison's game. Yeah. And they have it every year. It's in the Bully Hill thingy in the back of the oh, nice. in right field. So, like, it's open bar. Who wants yeah. to come? Four tickets. Yeah. At this point, I'm only 25, 24, <laughs> no kids, not married. Yeah. So, I'm like, yes. Get there. Open bar. Why not? Get oh, there. God, find yeah. out it's a doubleheader, too. Oh, I'm Jesus. like, oh, my gosh. That's a long the greatest long day. Six inning, first game, all of the partners and stuff that have kids, they leave. They go home. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm staying here as long as possible. Free drinks. Right? Free drinks. I'm at a baseball. So, I continue to get pretty drunk. And make the poor decision of going to drive home later. Oh, gosh. So I go to leave downtown. There's this woman walking downtown in, like, a jean skirt and just completely disheveled. No shoes in the middle of the street. Waves my car down. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Can I help you? And she's like, could you please give me a ride? They just let me out of the holding center. And I'm like, okay. okay. Before you get in my car, because she's got a little plastic bag. I'm like, what's the plastic bag? She's like, this is what all my belongings were in that they let me out of the holding center. I'm like, I got to look in that plastic bag before I let you in my car. Yep. I was like, because clearly I can see you don't have anything else on you. Because yeah. she's wearing like a jean skirt and that's it. Yeah. And like some blouse. And I'm like, I see you got nothing else. So I look in the in the plastic bag. There's like her debit card, her ID, and like cigarettes or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, come on, get in. So she gets in. She's like, do you mind if I smoke? I'm like, no, go ahead. Knock yourself out. I'm like, what were you doing in the holding center? She's like, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. They came to my house. They yanked me outside. They beat the drunk out of me. Something about that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, where are your shoes? And she's like, they yanked me out without even my shoes on. And I'm like, okay. So I give her a ride home. So the next day at like this lawyer's meeting in this law firm, they're like, mm -hmm. Bill, how'd your night go? And I was like, <laughs> let me tell you. I was like, I gave home some crazy woman from the holding center. Oh, my God. And they were like, what? So, like, those things... Always happen to you. My entire life. Oh, my God. My yeah. entire life. So, the question I was going to ask is, do you believe in... No, I should I should start it better. Because I... <laughs> part, of, part of my mission for this is to talk about uncomfortable topics. Okay. People do don't know do how to talk about religion, politics, money, and current topics. I live in uncomfortable. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And... I don't, but yeah. I'm learning that the more uncomfortable I get, the better my life seems to be. Yeah. The more you embrace change and uncomfortableness, the more it seems to you, – you just get a better view of life after you realize how bad it could be. You realize how uncomfortable that was and now it's not. Yeah. And then you just uh, – growth. Yes. You know, good things come from yes, it. Yes, 100%. So this leads me to the – So you're just going to ask me? Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Yeah, yes, yes. Right, go no, ahead. no. It, it, so what you were just saying – and it kind of goes hand in hand with what I think about religion. What is your religious religious background? So I grew up semi-religious. Okay. My parents were Christian. My grandparents, <laughs> hardcore Protestant. They, that's a whole other story. Um, yeah. But they were hardcore religious. I, at a very young age, big question guy. Big question guy, big like, I don't, this doesn't make any sense. So I've been that, so I haven't really been into religion forever. However, I was a philosophy major at college, so I was okay. exposed to it a lot. Yep. And exposed to the art of arguing and the art of debate and things like that. And I quickly realized, because I always identified as atheist. But then I realized, I was like, if I'm being technical here, 
an atheist belief is just as dogmatic as a Christian. Like, I don't know that he doesn't exist. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that. I also didn't like getting in religious debates, too, because I don't like being unprepared. Yeah, yeah. So when That's people, my biggest yeah, problem. Yeah, so when in, people would say, you've never read the Bible, it, yeah. and I go, oh, no. You're right, And right, then right. I'm like, well, shit. And now, I agree. I mean, I could still be right, but I don't like the fact that you got a way to get me. Yes. So yes. I didn't like that either. So I steer clear of them. But then I and through learning, I learned about being agnostic. Yes. It's basically, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so I, I don't look at it so much like that. When I think of it agnostic, because that's how I feel too. Yeah. I know that there's something bigger that right. has to be. Yep. I mean, you look at the beauty of life. You look at all the cool things. You look at like the question marks. If you really get down the rabbit hole, about, yeah. there's no way this could just happen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Something's bigger than us. 100%. Yeah. As human beings, we'll never understand it. I must have said this 10 times in the last month. Human beings can't understand a circle. Yeah, right. Okay? We don't... Where did it start? Right. No, no, no. It's a circle. Right. It doesn't start. It doesn't stop. Right. A true circle is just, what if God, the universe, Allah, Buddha, always has been? Yeah. Humans are like, well, no. It's the head to start somewhere. Who made right. him? Right. Nobody. Right. It's been that forever. Right. That's my view on ag being agnostic. There's something bigger than us. We as humans will never be able to understand it, but... I still respect it. Right. Because it definitely somehow controls it. And we're learning new stuff about science every day about how powerful our bodies are, how like your thoughts and your positivity and vibration yeah. and frequency and energy really does impact you. Yes. Right? Yeah. So when you say that like random shit happens to you all the time yeah. and it always seems to happen to you, yeah. I think you probably have, because of your nature, your energy attracts that. Yes. For, for whatever reason. Yes. Maybe it's meant to be attracted to you because you're a person that questions things, stands up for those that can't stand up for themselves. You have this really good sense of, of justice and, and fairness. So maybe that's why the universe brings them to you. Maybe. Because you're that person that it's meant to be drawn to. You're going to think I'm lying. But I will year, not. I will last not. year, uh, I don't remember exactly when, it's summer, I'm standing in my driveway with my neighbor. We're just having beers. Girls are playing outside. Yeah. I kid you not. Guy like that <laughs> stops in the middle of the road, just stops driving, driving, stops in the middle of the road, not at a stop sign, nothing, right at my house. Doesn't pull in the driveway, stops in the middle of the road and gets out and starts walking up my driveway. And I'm standing there with a beer. My neighbor's there with a beer, and this mm -hmm. is where my public defense background comes in handy because when I was there, I had to go on all these calls to people that just got arrested. Yeah. So I'm good with dealing with drunk strangers. Yeah. You so, were in a lot of uncomfortable situations yes, that made it very comfortable for you to be in. That's how it yes, works. Yes. So this guy just gets out and starts walking up the driveway. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So he starts walking up the driveway and he goes, you know what? And I was like, oh, great. This is just going to get nasty real <laughs> quick. And I go, what? And he goes, I grew up around here. And I was like, all right. And I was just like, and my neighbor's uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, why'd you need to tell me that? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And he starts talking, starts talking. And I get to the conversation. And my neighbor, my neighbor, he leave, He eventually gets back in his car. He talks about he talks about the military again. He talks about how he grew up around here. He hasn't been around for a while. Um, ask for money, and then leaves. <laughs> they always ask for money. I know. Oh, he asks for money and then leaves. Then my neighbor's like, "Jesus, I thought that was gonna get dicey." And I was like, "What I did? One thing I've learned through dealing with uncomfortable situations like that, especially as a public defender, you 
I also sold speakers out of a van for a while. Nice. And that was a whole other thing that I learned about people so fast. Uncomfortable moments. Right. Sales I was like, is you getting have over the uncomfortableness. Read a person really quick and find out what ticks. So because I was giving the guy a hard time. Um, when he would what do you say mean giving him a hard so time? So he just... would say something about like, you know, what are you guys up to? And he kept calling us names. Not like super insulting, but he'd be like, what are you jokers up to? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I was talking to some asshole in my driveway. <laughs> and so like, things like that. I was like, I quickly read that this could have gone one of two ways. If we would have been way too nice to him, way too nice to him, he was drunk. He was, was aggressive enough to pull over at a stranger's driveway. If we're way too nice, he could have kicked into Predator. He could have kicked into these guys are way too nice. Yeah. I'm going to threaten them. Vice versa, if we would have been assholes to him, like, get the fuck out of here, buddy, yeah. that could have also gone south. Violence very quickly. I quickly read, in my opinion, he needed to feel comfortable. He needed to feel like this is one of the guys. I'm not going to fuck with these guys. Validation. You're right. They're validating me while also setting limits, and then I'm going to leave. I was like, so I had to do that with my clients on a nightly basis when I would go Jeez. to the holding center with clients. I had one guy that I walk in. He's drunk. He's screaming. And he's yelling at the officers. He's saying it up and down. He's a UFC fighter. Okay. And then he's just like, I'm going to beat the shit out of all of you. Of so he's yelling at me, and I try the nice guy route. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm your lawyer. I'm here to help you. And he's like, fuck you. Fuck you and fuck these cops. I'll beat the shit out of you, too. I'm like, look, I'm on your side here, man. Like, just, I got to get through this. Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. I'm not giving you shit. So eventually, I got so fed up with him. So I told the, the officers, who I've been working with for years at this point, and we're in the holding center, or in the holding cell, actually. Officer standing behind me. And I tell the officer, I said, could you leave and lock the door? And he goes, are you sure? Like, yeah, leave and lock the door. And he goes, okay, if you say so, Bill. He goes, just let me know if you need anything. So he walks out and he locks the door. You see my client's face change. And he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, I'm absolutely going to kick the shit out of you. And I look at the bailiff, the officer. I go, you're not going to say anything, are you? And he goes, absolutely not. This guy's been talking the whole time. Please do it. So I go, good. All right, fine. So I set my shit down and I start to take off my tie. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? I was like, is this what you want or not? And he goes, you're fucking stupid. And I was like, that's what I thought. All right? So stop fucking talking. That's how like, you are. Oh, I see. You, mirror, you right. like mirrored his. Right, exactly. I was like, all right, I know what you need. Yep. Wow. Uh, fine. You're a coward, and I'm going to show you you're a coward. So just quickly like that, like I find myself in situations where I'm like, all right, I need to read this person really quick. And that's what I think. What a valuable life skill, though. Again, this whole energies thing. I have been so caught up on it lately. Nothing happens that doesn't have a reason. Right. Whether we understand it or not, you have like this life path and things happen to you to put you in certain situations. Yeah. Because of your ability to be able to read that guy like that and just mirror him and get him yeah. to realize like, yeah, you're acting like an idiot. Yes. I'm going to act like an idiot and you're going to see it and then yeah. you're going to stop acting yeah. like an idiot. It's just crazy to me that you ended up in that cell. It could have been anybody else. Yes. It could have been anybody else. It could have been anyone else. And it's hard it's hard to describe. It's something I get from my dad. It's yeah. definitely something I get from my dad, and I'm forever grateful for that. His ability, that's like after he passed away, even when he was alive, everyone always told me. Yeah. Like he was just so good with people. Like really? so good with people. So it was just something I get from him, and it's hard to describe to people that I'm really good at reading people and reading situations. Like, that's I, my skill. I get it. Yeah. And people, because it, one, it's really hard to describe to people, but two, it's hard to say without sounding cocky. No. You know what I mean? So, like, but it's it's hard to say to people, 
um, without saying like I knew what you were gonna do before you did it. Yeah. And it's hard for people to be like, oh, just you're just so smart. It's mm. like no, it's a skill. It's like if I go to a doctor's office. Like, and I tell them a couple things that I'm going through, yeah. their expertise, their experience, they know. Like, they've seen this before. I was like, it's the same thing. I've just been in so many experiences this, that, like, I, I'm good at it now. This leads to my thoughts I've had about, we might all speak the same language, but we're not speaking the same language. Yeah. They don't understand what you mean when you say certain things and, I, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. You think you're sounding cocky. They might think you're sounding cocky, but you're not. You're right. just speaking your truth. Trying. I'm like, yeah. like, I just know. I've done it before. Right. I have this experience. Right. And, oh, man. Well, the example I give is someone like in your expertise. Like if you came in and said, this is how you fix it, it would be so weird for me to be like, oh, you're just so cocky. Yeah, that's <laughs> so weird. People do it. People but yeah. like, but like, people like accept it because that's your that's your job, your expertise. When it comes to people's personalities, and you say you're good at reading it, then they're like, "Oh, you're just so cocky, or you're so fucking smart." Same with arguing. My best friend since the day we were little, he's just like, "You're just always right." And yeah. I'm like, "It's not that, man. It's that I'm really hard to prove wrong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a yeah, friend like that yeah. who just. It, you're a little bit of a contrarian, right? Yes, 100%. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like you, in some situations, no matter what I say Especially to you... Especially with him. Yeah, yeah. you're like, <laughs> well, I agree with you, but... I don't I think you're right. And you're like, blah, 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 blah. I do something just to piss him off, even to get under his skin. I'll do it, 100%. Damn, yeah. that's freaking wild. Yeah, I, I, I overthink. I think like that. I just don't verbalize it a lot of times. I love to watch more yeah. than I like to talk. And yeah. it's... I like to see people's uh, mannerisms, their demeanor, and I yep. like to read people that way because you can tell a lot about a person just by like looking at them oh, and yeah. reading them versus what they're saying. Yeah. And I often overthink how to respond to a person mm -hmm. based off of what I'm thinking. And I have to remind myself to stop thinking so much because it's not yeah. just about my thoughts. They're living their own reality. So right. what they're doing and saying, they're expecting me to respond a certain Correct. way. Yes. And that's what I mean when I say that we're all speaking the same language, like if we're all speaking English, right. but we're not speaking the same English. Right. I'm saying certain things to get you to respond a certain way, and you're saying certain things to get me to respond yep. a certain way. And then at, at some point, sometimes those conversations don't get well, and I think that's the vibes you get off people. Yeah. No matter what you say or do to certain people, it just doesn't feel right. right. And then there's like like us. And like every time I see you, we're, we are excited. We're good at reading each other. Yep. We're positive. So we just jive really yes. well. And yep. Man, that's such a skill that you got. It's it's I, I, like I'm hopeful that my daughter picks up on it. Um, it I, pissed I, off my ex-wife beyond belief. Well, <laughs> like she's so I, mad about I, it. But... I can't say that it wouldn't piss off right. me if I was your spouse. I right. would be. But I think some of it is genetics. I think some of it is nurture. Yes, 100%. I love – this is the kind of science that my, my feeds on my social media are, are all positivity, uh, self-improvement, energies, yeah. learning about stuff like that. And I think you're you're born with some things and that's what they can't understand. That How, how do we know how to be certain ways just off our genetic code? Yeah. And then how are some people able to ignore their genetic code and take the nurture and become yeah. a certain person? Yeah. That's the part that – blows my mind i talk with my one buddy sean about this all the time is like why me why am i the guy that is willing to set up a podcast yeah why am i the guy that's willing to go out and take the first step in all my ideas yeah i'm just a doer yeah. but why me yeah like how did i get to that point 
is it it's is it in my genetics to just be uh, predisposed to take risk without thinking about it, mm-hmm. or is it the way I grew up? Is it the nurture I was taught as a kid that like, hey, go for it, son? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. I think about that shit way too much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know about too much. It's fun to think about. It's fun. It's fun to think about, but it takes up a lot of brain power that I could be using to do other valuable things. Sure. I, and I've been practicing that. I, I, I hate being one of those person that one of those people that tells people all the positive things they're doing. Like I'm getting a, an ice bath a lot lately. Yeah. Have you been doing that every day for like, like three weeks? I've never tried it. I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. Do you see results? Yes. Okay. Really? Because I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Because I do it right when I get up in the morning, not okay. right when I get up. So I get up. Some some days I wake up, I go right into it. Some yeah. days I have a coffee, and then I kind of like procrastinate because yeah. it's, it's awful. I yeah. mean, I will pace my house back and forth. Like I don't want to get in this. I don't need to do this today. Like and then I and then for some reason the voice is like, "Don't do that. Yeah. You're doing what your brain's telling you to do, and right. you need to be stronger than your brain. Yeah. Get in the damn ice bath." And and probably the priority of it for me is discipline. Yeah. If I can convince myself to get into the ice bath every single day, yeah, I that's a win in my book. Yeah, it gives me a little bit of a sense of control over my life. No matter the mood I'm in, how much it sucks, the reasons that my friends tell me not to do it, to do it, I decide to get into that thing. Yeah, every single day. Yeah, and to me that's a win. I'm improving my self discipline. Yeah. So that's the reason number two and one, and then. The other reasons are all the health benefits. Yeah. I mean, we have social media and all. My, my phone's listening to me now, so I'll have all these videos about how yeah. positive ice baths are for you. But they do. They up your metabolism. They reduce your blood pressure. They have your liver produce cold shock proteins, which help repair your body. Like yeah. Endless benefits. Right. Adrenaline goes up, right. which is really good for you. And I'm learning about adrenaline, how there's only one form of adrenaline. You know, Whether you're getting in a car accident, whether somebody yeah. walks in and scares you, adrenaline... It's the same adrenaline. Yeah. And when that happens, it's actually a good, it's a right. net positive. Yes. It turns on a whole bunch of systems in your body. It's the fight or flight. Right. Your parasympathetic, your sympathetic response systems, whatever. It's like, that's this, I really get into that, but that would be reason number two. Well, that's the whole premise behind it too. It, like, I don't know anything about it other than what I've seen on social media, but you're putting your body in a position where it thinks I'm going to die. Yes. And so and it, all these things kick in. Yes. But the, crazy. the videos I've been seeing, like Andrew Huberman, he's one of my favorite yeah. um, video guys. What do you call it? The reels? The short videos? Yeah. They're so informational. Yeah. They're so great. But he was saying that you're getting – you're educating your body by, – by forcing yourself to have that level of stress, you're actually – educating your body on how to deal with stress right so the better you can deal with stress whether it's a on purpose or not on purpose event you're teaching your body how to come down off of that uh spike in adrenaline and 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 then come back down in a normal way which wraps in everything not everything but a lot of stuff we've been talking about like getting in those uncomfortable situations yes and getting yourself like like you could when that guy walked up my driveway I'm like, all right, this is just another thing for me. Yes. Like, I've been here before. Yes. My, ner- my neighbor's nervous. Yes. And I'm like, oh, no, this is fine. Um, yes. So, it, so, like, whereas other people, it's the same thing. Like, you're putting your body in a situation where there's a, there's a cakewalk. For yes. I've, and I, since I've started doing that, all of my life has become the, – the word boring isn't right. I'm content, but it's not just content. I just see life as 
one task after the next now. Yeah. There's no, it's it's really bad, so I don't, I don't get anxiety before things. Like, if I have to work, it's just like, okay, I just have to work. Right. I just have to do this task, and I do it. And then it's like, oh, man, I don't want to go do this. But then I'm like, it's just the next thing I got to do. I just right. do it. Th- that's that discipline part that, like, I didn't want to get in the ice bath, but I did. Yeah. It's just one thing I have to do today. Yep. And then it seems to make the rest of my day, I'm in a great mood. They say your dopamine goes up, so your focus, yeah. your positivity – uh, so there's a chemical part of it, but then the the psychological part is like everything else seems not easy. Easy isn't the right word. It's just something else to do. Yeah, it's just the next thing. To it's do. important. Like it, that's what I try to get people to understand. And thank God I, I sense this in my daughter, young. Good. Like she's just, she's so feisty. Yeah. But I try that's to get people to understand. Like we talked on the other day, confrontation is good. Like confrontation is so healthy. Like being uh, able. To have those conversations, and, and the, I'm gonna I'm gonna just add to that really quick confrontation, where you purposely are, are where you take the time right. to understand it after, right? Because and, I right. think there's a lot of people who just confront have confrontation, and then it's like right. they run away, and it's like right. they're angry the whole day. They don't. There has to be some of that, right? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like going back and thinking about it, yeah. like the growth um, that comes from it. I know the word too. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, what I'm so yeah. I do agree with you. Reflection. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. uncomfortableness. That's yeah. the change. It's the get into those situations, yeah. go through it, and then realize yeah. it's gonna be okay. Yeah, that was it, it's it's a big thing that you can tell with certain people that they just they avoid confrontation like the plague. Yeah, and in any health, even healthy confrontation, but it's so important. Yeah, it's so important. Like I've always said, with like I tell my daughter this, and she goes in one ear and out the other. She's five, <laughs> a kid. Yeah, if I keep telling her now, hopefully by the time like my dad would. You know, like, as much as my dad was, like, whenever he, he, like, if he was ever angry or if I had, like, screwed something up or blah, 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 I never, there was never a point when I felt like I could not go talk to him. Oh, that's you so You know good. what I mean? Like, it's, like, it was just never a point. He could have literally just beat my ass. Yeah. But I always knew if I had to say, there's something I got to talk about, always. Was there, was there one thing in, in, in uh, one specific thing that he did that made you feel like that? Like why? I, I just think the way he was, and I think in learning through him, about him and his, because his grandmother or his mom, my grandmother, same way. I would tell like my high school girlfriends, like because they would meet my grandma, this short little four foot eight Italian woman, yeah. the sweetest thing ever. Yeah, I would tell them, you would go up and ask her, a complete stranger, right now, can I have twenty dollars? And she would genuinely be like. Absolutely. Or you could be like, can I talk to you about something? My grandma would sit down and talk to you. Complete stranger. So I was like, I think it just came down the pipeline. So it's nurture. Right, right. Nurture. That just like he learned from her. Um, but I don't I don't know if there's anything specific. It was those conversations afterwards. Yeah. It was those conversations afterwards, even our and we grew, we were the same person. So we grew I didn't really fully process it until I was older. But like a mutual respect. Like now as a dad. Now going through a divorce, yeah. there's so many things I respect about my dad that he may have been going that through. You didn't understand that I didn't until understand. you got I, to this right. age. I just like saw I him as like, that you, you angry, drunk asshole. I know. But now I'm just like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. Like, now I get why you were an angry, drunk asshole. So like, but like, so there's, there was a mutual understanding even yeah. then. Plus, um. See, I, I trained TCI when I, when I, that's a generous, I, I went to get trained to be a trainer i trained once i yeah. i wasn't a good not my personality to be a trainer you know okay. you get up in front of the class and like yeah right. here follow this you know slide 
but I remember a lot of it. And, and in TCI, Therapeutic Crisis Intervention, you have like this chart of, of the kid, baseline, and then the trigger, and then the crisis. And then when they come back down, you got to let them cool off. And the most important thing was the life space interview, right? Some LSI, something like that. It was the conversation with the kid after the event. Yes. After they had returned baseline. Yeah. It, that was like one of the most crucial steps of it. Because yeah. you have to, like you said, you're saying it now. Like that's the one thing your dad did was yeah. he had those conversations yeah. with you after the event. Yeah. Whatever it was, he took the time to be a dad. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And it's just like lucky because there's no way my dad well, knew about that. No, no. But, and I. that's why I was asking about nature versus nurture because yeah. I had the inverse thing. So my dad's dad was an alcoholic. Loser. Yeah. I mean, bounced around from apartment to apartment until my dad took him in, took care of him. He just recently passed away, but he just, for the last 30 years of his life, did nothing. Yeah. Just, you know, lived off the system and my dad always took care of him. My dad doesn't drink. And it's, there's definitely some kind of alcoholic gene in my family because yeah. my uncle and aunt, not that they're alcoholics, they really enjoy drinking. And yeah. I asked my dad this the other day and he was like stunned. He was floored because I'm like, why? He's like, why what? I'm like, how did you become who you are? Yeah. He's one of the greatest people I know. He has, he's very stoic. He's got great focus and discipline. He doesn't care what people think about him. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And he made me who I am. And I, I think I do a pretty damn good job of my kids. Yeah. Like, I have good success. And my dad taught me and talked to me a lot. And I'm like, why? His dad didn't do that with him. Never. Yeah. He was never around for most yeah. of his childhood. How did you become the person you became? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then, but he did say that my grandmother was kind of that for him. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's a little bit of nurture there, but... Maybe my dad just had the different genetics from his dad that allowed him to be. It's just, it's so wild to me that such little things can make such a difference yeah. in a perfect in a yeah. person's development and who they become. Well, it's it. I was gonna say genetics because my brother, my brother grew up in the same house that I did. Yeah, but no, he's a good person. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna he pause is, and edit that out. He's he's, he's a good it. person. He's a, I always tell people he's a good guy. Just the opposite of me. Yeah. Um. You know, dropped out of high school when he was 15. Struggled with drugs still, maybe. Yeah. Two kids super young. Keep saying he's going to turn around, he's going to turn around, he's going to get his ass in gear. Nothing. So, what do you think is the difference? Because you I, have the same dad. I think genetics. I, Are you older or is he older? I'm older. Okay. I think it's a little bit genetics, but I've also always said that I was my dad's kid and yes. he's my mom's kid. Yes. So, but that's a thing. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a sure. thing. I yeah. mean, in the course of development, as you grow up, I'm sure you spend more time with one parent at yep. certain moments in your life that are impressionable than yeah. you do with another because me and my brother are eight years apart. We have a lot of the same values. He's a great person. But my drive and his drive, yeah. completely different. Yeah. He's very content just being his own person, not doing much, not having much. Yeah. Very low-key, you know, not a, outgoing energy, not loud, not talkative. Yeah. And I am. Yeah. And we're eight years apart. And I'm the oldest. Yeah. So it's like you know, my dad probably had more time to spend with me because he was in his 20s when I was a baby baby. Yeah. And then by the time that my brother was a baby baby with him, my dad was 28 years old versus 20 when he had me. Yeah. So you're – I mean you know this as now – how old do you know? Uh, 35. 35. I'm yeah. 33. So yeah. like you know that your 20s 
the beginning of your 20s and the ending of your 20s, you were two different people. Way different, yeah. I mean, I was just a reckless... All I cared about was getting laid. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. all I cared about. Yeah. And, and making money so I could get laid. Right. But, like, that's all I cared about. Yeah. And then as, as I got older, and especially when I had my kids, everything changed. Yep. I could care less about getting laid. I, yep. I just... All I wanted to do was focus on the business and buying rental properties to give to... I wanted to create legacy for my kids. And yep. my whole... I'm sure my whole personality somewhat changed. Yeah. I'm still my outgoing self. I'm still me. But that life experience just made it different. And I'm sure the development in kids, when their dad is going through different times, oh, yeah. how far apart are you and your brother? Uh, only two and a half years. Oh, okay. Only two and a half still, years. But still, I mean, that's that's a significant amount of time. It is. Uh, I mean, I just think there was such a big... Dis- What's the word I'm looking for? Not discrepancy. Big difference in the personality. I think I was an oops. I think I was wow, a big oops. I was an oops as well. I was a big oops. Oopses are good. Oopses are good. firstborn's an oops. I was, oopses are good, but there was just such a big difference between my dad and my mom. My dad was old. My dad was, how old was he when he had me? 37? Wow. 37? My mom was 21. Wow. Yes. So there's a good big difference, right? Up top. <laughs> Holy so, shit. So like... It, there's just a, such a big difference. She was so immature. Yeah. So naturally, that carried and then, over. And then I got lucky. You're saying your brother was with your mom a little bit more than you probably. A little bit. He got a little bit more of her cards. Yeah. And I have, over the years, that's another thing. Like, I, it's not fair to only say, over the years, being a dad, being divorced, I've definitely processed and been like, you know what? I understand a lot more about my dad. Yeah. I've also had that conversation with my mom that, you know, I understand a lot more with you too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because it wasn't, it wasn't the easiest, but I, I had that heart to heart with her. Like I get a lot of stuff, <laughs> but my brother, and she, she takes a lot of the blame. And if my dad was still here, he'd take a lot of the blame for my brother. Yeah. Like, I think they put a lot of effort into me and a lot of, a lot You're of the stuff. oldest. You're right. Yeah, and I think he just, it's not that he got left by the wayside. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do, and you can do your best, and everyone's different, and my brother just didn't, and See, hasn't capitalized. This is why I like I wanted to have a podcast, because I enjoy talking about these things. I heard somebody else say the other day on a video that we don't need to learn, Alex Hermosi, who, who I, he's one of my heroes. That guy yeah. is awesome. He makes a ton of content, very, thinks very much like us. And he was saying that we don't, he said this from some philosopher, that we don't need to learn new information all the time. We need to be reminded. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have this podcast because even now that we're talking about this, I yeah. have three boys at home and a daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what have I done in the last <laughs> eight years? My oldest is eight. Like, what have I done? What have I said? How yeah. much energy am I putting into my oldest, my middle, my youngest son yep. and my daughter to, to make them who they are, to develop their personalities and, and, I, tr- I, I would like to think that I'm doing a good job. That's all you can do. I know. I know. Yeah. I know that's yeah. all we can do, but it's it's good to reflect. It's good to it talk is. about yeah. this. It's good yeah. to remember why, you know, I think it's really important because it could change somebody's life. And I think it's important to, for me as a dad, to even with Parker only being five, to verbalize that. Let her know I'm reflecting. Not say, hey, by the way, come in here, I'm reflecting. Yeah. But just say, hey, I thought about this. Yeah. I think that's important. Like those conversations my dad had with me. Yeah. But like, I thought about this. Here's what could have gone differently. Here's what I could have gone differently. Um, and she understands? And just teach them that humility. Yeah, does she absolutely. Under, do she, she does. She does. Yeah. yeah I, I, I try to have as many adult conversations with my kids yeah. as possible. Yes. Not because I want them to... 
I, I pre- try to preserve their childhood as much as I can. Right. It is a big thing for me. I mean, in, in the world we live in now, yep. I tr- you only get one childhood. Yeah. I'm a big believer in like once yesterday's gone or once today's gone, it's gone. Yeah. You, you only get one today. Yep. When I was 21, I don't regret any of the things I did because I got I did everything I wanted. Yeah. Because I'll never be 21 again. I'll never have that freedom again. I'll never I'll never forget my dad saying, "Oh, you're 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 going out too much. You're playing too many sports." You're, and I and I'm right now. I'm saying it. If he ever listens to this, I'm glad I did what I did because I'll never get to play that level of sports again. Yeah. I'll never be that athletic again. I'll never you know. So I try to preserve my kids' childhood. Yeah. Let them be kids because yeah. you only get to do it once. Yeah. But at the same time. Whenever me and my wife have a big life decision or we want to talk about something, I bring my two old displays in. You know, my, my youngest son, he's he's five, so I'm like, maybe when he's six, seven years old. Yeah. I'm trying to let him be a kid until he's like six or seven. Yeah. My oldest are eight and seven, and I try to bring them in, and I use big words. I use adult talk. You yeah. know, I, I even told my boys the other day, I'm like, listen, you can swear around dad. Yeah. Like, I know you're going to swear right. eventually. I know you've heard them already. Right. Everybody swears around you. Yep. But just you need to know you can't do it in certain settings. Right. And I think that kind of conversation with them For is, sure. is really good. Yeah. Because I want them to know, like, oh, I could swear. Yeah. Because when you were growing up, it was like, don't swear, don't swear, don't swear. Right. And it was such a big deal yep. that the, it gets messed up in your head. And I want them to know, like, when we're around our family and the older people, it's respectful to not right. swear in front of them. Right. But when you're with your buddies and you're in the clubhouse, yep. fuck Bob this. Right. You know, like, Absolutely. we're use whatever you want, right. you know? It's okay. And yes. they're like, what? Really? Yep. Really? You know, I just, I don't know. It's, it, the way I put it is, and this was always like when I, when, cause my ex, Parker's mom and I disagreed about discipline and things like that. Men it's and women not, often do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, often do. And yeah. I would tell her, you're going to feel this strong impulse go down your arm. I was like, just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but and I tell my students this too. I was like, my job. It does not stop me from being a kid. So my problem kids in school, I try to remind them as much as as, as often because they're so used to being yelled at. They get yelled at at home. They get yelled at at school. That's, I, our, that's yeah. most adults' first instinct. Yes, exactly. So they get yelled at. They get, they get told that they're, they're dumb or that they suck or that just everyone's frustrated with them. Yeah. So I tell them my job <laughs> is to not stop you from being a kid. My job is not even to stop you from being a pain in the ass. Be a pain in the ass. That's who you are. You are a pain in the ass. My job is to stop you from being a bad person and a bad individual. So, for instance, if I walked into a room and my four-year-old just colored all over the walls, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad. That's what kids do. That's what kids do. Kids color all over the walls. Now, if I say to my kid, why would you color all over the walls? And they say, I didn't. Now I'm mad. That's a bad person. That's a bad quality. Or if I say, hey, don't do that again. Don't do that again. And then they do it. Now I'm mad. Yeah. But not from being a kid. Right. So I try to tell my students the same thing. Like when you talk in class, I expect you to talk. You're yeah. a ten year old asshole. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. gonna talk. You got high what? energy. Exactly. You wanna be, you just your got friends back are from more gym. Yeah. Freaking math that's exactly, on the chalkboard. Right? You're, you're just so fucking boring. You're gonna talk. So when I say, hey, stop talking. I'm. You're not in trouble. I'm not mad. I don't think any less of you as a student. Blah yeah. blah blah. When I say, hey, stop talking, you go, what? I'm not talking. Now I'm pissed. Yeah. Like, now I'm pissed. Now you're a bad person. Right. So well, I try to tell I, these I kids that, like. Even, I wouldn't even say a bad person. They're developing right. bad habits. Right, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, habits. this is a quality of a bad yes, person. Yes, yes, yes. So, like, that's what I try to tell my problem kids in that pick your battles. Like, yeah. 
we've all got things that I'm there's things that I'm bad at, but I've got to know. Same with swearing. So you've got to know as part of living in this world yeah. where to draw the line. Oh, that's so. so some good. people may swear too much, but it's only too much if you don't know when to draw the line. Right. So if you could draw the line, it's never too much. Same thing with drinking. It's the same thing with everything. My dad, it's a, the tattoo on my arm is you have to know your limits. Yeah. Like you just gotta know your limits. And balance. You, right, balance. Balance. Right. That's it's a Thanos. Big, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's extreme. <laughs> that's extreme balance. That Listen, extreme. this is a hot take. I definitely would have sided with Thanos. Okay. I, mean, I love Thanos. That's a whole other rabbit hole in itself. Yes. Is humans, I think, are incapable of doing what needs to be done yes. because they let their emotions get yes. in the way. That's the genius of him as a villain. Yeah, it's not only is Marvel was, so good, yeah. but the genius of him is you listen to him and go, "Oh my god, I agree." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I kind of want him to do There's it. There's X amount of yes. energy available, yes, and like right? we just got to cut it in half, right? Exactly. So that the rest think, of us, like, yes. we just we're all gonna struggle and have a shitty life if all of us are alive, right? But you cut us in half, we got half. Right. All those resources are back. Just imagine being in the room and you're like, "Hear me out, hear me I, out." I would never fly. What if we let him do it? Like, yeah. yeah. That is, oh man. How much time you got? At 6.45. Let's do 15 minutes. I can do 15 more Because minutes. I could go on and on about that. That is something I also think about. And I think it's a huge divide yeah. between men and women. And this yeah. is not like a sexist thing to say. This is the point of this podcast is you should be able to have conversations yes. like this. I truly think because women seem to be, and this is all generalizations, more focused on relationships and people. Yeah. And men are focused on things and things to do. Yes. Yeah. And I think with that type of thinking comes uh, a certain type of thinking. Like yeah. we realize that you sometimes have to do the hard thing yeah. to be better in the future. Right. Whereas I think women just have a little bit more emotion. And this is testosterone versus uh, estrogen. Estrogen. Yeah. estrogen is a chemical that makes you think a certain yeah. way. Testosterone is a chemical that makes you think a certain way. Men have the ability... Because testosterone is aggression and, and drive and focus. Right. That, yeah, I okay. need to kill this thing yes. to eat. Yep. I need to eliminate these people so my people can survive. Yes. Whereas women, because of estrogen, I think, and it's not a sexist thing to say, they just are like, well, what can't, why can't we save everybody? Yep. And I get that. Yep. I understand that. But everything's situational, number one. And, like, sometimes that doesn't work. Right. But they, for whatever reason, seem to refuse to accept that. It is biologically driven too. So this this topic ties into something I researched in college with bonobos. Bonobos are, are a, a type of monkey. Monkeys, yeah. And they're, they're very closely related to us, as all monkeys are. But yeah. they researched this, not this, but this biological drive. So what they did was bonobos are compared to humans a lot because a lot of people will say, oh, we're the only monogamous creatures. It's not true. No. Bonobos are uh, dolphins, I guess. Penguins. But still, penguins, yeah. So... But with that, with knowing there's only a couple species that do have practiced monogamy, especially bonobos that are so closely related to it, what they were able to study is when one of them cheats. And what was so interesting was the biological reactions that you see in these monkeys were so similar to male and female humans. So when the female would cheat and would sleep with another partner, the male would go fucking 
nuts and would beat the shit out of him. The guy didn't care. He didn't care. He's like, where is he? I'm going to kill him. He's fucking dead. And they trace it back to the biology there is our goal. We're wired to want to spread our seed. So right. someone else is seeding our women. Yeah. So like I'm going to eliminate you. That's yeah. my natural instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are my competition. You're not fucking dead. Yeah. The, the women would go into depression and they would get super sad and they would kind of let it when, happen. When the, when when the, the man would cheat. Would when cheat. the male would cheat with another, they would get very sad and it just so wraps up and they were very family based. And as long as the male was like coming back and things like that, they didn't care. And that's, no that's why women are like... Do you love her? That's in their mind. That's they want to know. Yeah. yeah, they want to know. Do you love her? The guys are like, no. Who the fuck is We're he? We're not even thinking. I want to kill him. Well, You're fucking and dead. I, I, I like, think when, when a guy cheats and a woman asks that question, it's the same thing I was saying earlier. We're not speaking the same yes, language. Yeah. She cares about, do you love her? And the guy's like, I didn't even, I didn't have time to think about right? that. That's not what I'm thinking about. Right. I just want to bang. Right, it was boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boobs. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I that's what I mean. Mind. It's like, when I say this, this is part of why I want to have this yeah. podcast is so people realize we might be speaking the same language, yeah. but we're not speaking the same language. Right. She's asking questions that he understands the question, right. but he doesn't understand right. the question. Yes. He doesn't care yes. about the relationship status. Nope. Yep. He just cared about his need exactly. to bang. Right. And then she's like, well, but did you love her when you did it? And he's right. like, again, didn't think about that. <laughs> Why aren't right. you bang? Yeah. And she's like, but did you love him? And like, right. speaking the same language, yeah, but I not speaking the, the same language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not making sense. Yes, it's so true, but that's because women care about the family. Are you coming back? Is our family intact? Yeah. Like, if you don't love her, but like, that's all chemically chance? driven. Yes, exactly. Estrogen right. versus testosterone. It was the same, it was similar. Wow. Was the same. Similar right. well, yeah, to I mean, these animals. A lot of our studies are. just because it's biology, but I always tell people too, that's why it's hot take. It's worse morally when women cheat than when men cheat. Yes. I say it's a comparison between murder and manslaughter. Manslaughter is, whoops, fucked up. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean to. I was so stupid and someone died. Murder is, I planned it. Yeah. I drew it up. I took notes. Like, that's when a woman cheats, there's motive behind that. Like, yeah. she's mad. She's emotionally damaged. She's like, how can I hurt him? Whereas men are just like, I'm so sorry. There was boobs. Yeah, boobs. Boobs. I'm so sorry. And I think, unfortunately, this is almost like a moot conversation because this is this is a hot take. Not hot take. This is a hot topic. Yeah. Transgender. Yeah. That's a good what, transition to another episode. Yes, though. it is. Yeah, we've got <laughs> so nine good. minutes. Yeah. Because they've had studies where when a woman transitions to a man and she starts taking testosterone... There was a, like a famous study, I guess, oh, or, or person so that the woman that transitioned to a man killed herself because she's like, being a man is terrible. Yeah. Testosterone, it like messed with her brain. And I, my point is, I don't think even if we explain this and people hear this, yeah. a woman will never truly understand what's going through a man's head because she doesn't have testosterone right. flowing through her brain. Yeah. The chemical testosterone isn't flowing through and that chemical makes your brain have certain thoughts and yeah. feelings. You could explain it to your blue in the face, but until you've had that testosterone flowing yeah. and feel those emotions and thoughts that come with that chemical, they'll never understand. No, no. And vice versa. Yes. 
you know, and but I do agree. I, I and I, I think we're gonna get in trouble for this because we're men and we're yeah, biased. We're that like, oh, it's not worse when a woman. Right. But I think there's probably been a lot of studies that show when a woman cheats, it's because she doesn't feel loved and yeah. she's looking for love someplace else, right. which right. is more treasonous because love is love. Right. Whereas a man's like, I'm cheating because I. I'm horny. We're, we're stupid robots. Yeah, we're stupid we're robots. We're stupid horny robots. Yeah, the, the testosterone's yeah, yeah. like, dude, go bang that hot right. chick. You gotta put that seat over there. And you're like, but I know I shouldn't. And you're like, but I want to put my seat. And it's, it's like, acceptable to a certain point. Like with young boys, you, you'll see it all over social media. Boys will be boys. When you see like some boy farting in his brother's face. Yeah, 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 like yeah. That, It's boys will be boys. We are stupid robots. Like it's, yeah. it's testosterone. Yeah. It's what we're raised on. Yeah. Like there's a reason we put our fists through drywall. Like, there's a reason that that happens. Yeah. And it's just because, and they'll never understand. And I'm sure, and I'm, that goes both ways. Right. I, I think, I'll never understand, too. Right. I think, they're, I think they're, I think with the invention of podcasts and all these conversations that have taken place, because it's come up on my feed, these kind of conversations. Yeah. I think it's helping because 100%. if some, if a woman can see and, and take the time to reflect and go, even though I'll never understand, I understand. Yeah. Same thing with a man. Like, yeah. I'll never understand, but I can, I, I can understand. Yep. Yeah. You know, you, you understand the situation. You can't actually feel it. And this, I mean, this can go to so many different aspects, like gay guy, yep. gay people. And it's like, I'll never understand, but I understand. Yeah. Me personally. Like, I'll never understand the feeling of being gay, why, how, whatever. Sure. Like, I shouldn't have to understand. Yeah. But I understand that that's their thing. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. That's why, I mean, this is my view on, on um, uh, LGBTQ. Good for you. Yeah. I, I won't understand. I'm not going to try to understand, just like yeah. my agnostic view. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not in your brain. I'm not in your skin. I'm not in your shoes. I'll never understand. Yeah. So do what you got to do. But then there's the conversation of, like, reality and socialization and how the rest of us are wired and how that's got to play into it. And that's complicated yeah. on its own. Yeah. But I understand that I'll never understand, and it's cool. Yeah. I'm good with it. Right. Do you? Yep. Yeah. I think that's great. I, I think that there's more of it. There, my one of my favorite philosophy stories is when, and this is, I mean, could all be made up and maybe not, but <laughs> but about if you ever get a chance to just do some free reading, read um all of Plato's writings about about Socrates, just the greatest. And Plato writing about Socrates. Yes. Yeah, so it is. It is. It's a little bit gray. As What's to, the timeline on that? Just so I can get some clarification. Oh, I don't Plato's know. after Socrates. Plato was alive during Socrates. Okay. Plato was an apprentice of Socrates. Oh, okay. So okay. there's some writings that Plato wrote. There's some writings that Socrates wrote. And there's some that we can't really tell because back then these guys were worshipped so much. They were like the Steve Jobs, okay? So, like, Steve Jobs didn't come up with the iPod. This is a Bill Burr joke. But Steve Jobs didn't come up with the iPod. Like, a million nerds did. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Steve Jobs was the guy that was going to bring it forward. And He's he, the figurehead. Right. So, Pythagorean Theorem was not invented by Pythagoras. It was invented by a bunch of nerds. But Pythagoras was so worshipped that they're like, Pythagoras is all well, yours. It's, I would equate that to, like, the professor. Yeah. Like, the... <laughs> The lead professor on a subject, but he's got a bunch of students that are yep. at university doing the work. Right. He's leading it. They bring the information to him. He goes out to the world right. and says, this is what we figured out. Right. And then it gets named after that and professor. This, right. And this is a good place to probably end because this is going to be the whole mantra and the vibe Ooh, I, I like get. It. Yeah. The vibe I get from you and like this is what this whole thing's about is that there's a story, this old Plato writing, that Plato, there's an oracle. Okay. There's an oracle above Greece. And you can ask the oracle anything. You gotta climb this big mountain. Oh, like 300. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly like 300. Yeah, yeah. And you get to the oracle. And Plato goes on this journey. 
And he asked the oracle, he goes, Oracle, who is the wisest person in Greece? And the oracle says, Socrates. And so Plato, all excited, like runs back down to Athens and runs back down. And he's like, Socrates, you'll never, you'll never believe it. You'll never believe it. Like, I ran up this fucking mountain. <laughs> I asked the oracle who's the smartest. She said, fucking you. And he goes, that can't be true. And he goes, what? And he goes, that can't be true. I know nothing. <laughs> and that's the whole moral of the story is because he knows he knows nothing. Ooh. Like, he knows nothing. And I'm just like, oh, mental erection. And I'm just like, Mike you're right, exactly. He goes, how can it be? I know nothing. And he's and Plato's like, oh, shit. Like, oh, that's oh, why. Wow. And, like, right? and that's why Socrates was put to death was because he was going around Athens, like, going to, like, politicians' houses and their rallies and being like, what's justice? And they'd be like, well, you know, it's doing the right thing. He's like, well, what's right? And they were like, and then eventually Asking all these, the hard these politicians got so pissed off that they charged him with corrupting the youth. Because all these people, they were trying to like, oh, I'm the right guy, I follow justice. And Socrates is like, you can't even fucking define it. Well, we vote for you. Yo, this so, makes me like Socrates and Plato yes, so much He was more. such a badass. Like, he was such, he was an ugly badass, but he was such a badass. <laughs> there's another yeah. one where it's You can't all, have it all, right, Bill? There's one of, oh, God, what is the, my favorite one? And the name's escaping me, but it's literally, it's this. It's a, it's an ancient podcast. Him and three other, like, smart people are sitting around, and they're analyzing what love is. And, oh, my goodness, it's my favorite one. I can't remember the name of it. But, anyways, they're analyzing what love is, and they all give their theory for love, and they're all, like, ripping down each other's theories. It's so amazing in the middle of it because back then they worshipped men so much that it was acceptable to be gay. Yeah. So yeah. because a man is a higher value than a woman. Yeah. And this, like, flamboyantly gay kid runs in and, like, splashes his wine in Socrates' face. And is like, how dare you? Because he slept with someone else. Socrates just looks at him and goes, why would I trade silver for gold? And, like, the kid just, like, breaks down. He's like, oh, my God. And he runs out. And I'm just like, Socrates is just all around a badass. Like, yeah. But he got put to death for corrupting the youth. Because he kept pissing off all the politicians. Well, he was just asking the hard questions. And right. politicians' game is keeping the sheep and stupid so that they that, can stay in power. And on top of that, Plato staged an escape for him. Literally, an escape for him to escape from the jail cell. You're not going to be put to death. And he said, no. He said, I want my kids to be able to grow up in Athens. He said, if I escape, my kids will have to be exiled too. Wow, have to leave. what a wise yes. person. So he goes, if I escape, I'll be blackballed. My kids will never be able to stay here. I'm gonna do it. And he drank the poison. He fucking died. Wow. Yes. He's one of my Humans favorite people in the world. Have been doing the same dumb crap since back then. Yes. That's what I tell people. This is one of my favorite things. I'm like, Plato wrote the Republic. The Republic is all about government. <laughs> and he says three thousand years ago, democracy <laughs> fucking sucks. Wow. He's like, but it's the best thing we've got right now. For now. For, right. But I so that was thousands of years ago. Well, like, that's thousands of years ago in in humans' regards. Right. Blink of an eye yes, in right. humanity right. and in a stepping stone to where we're going right. as humans. But he beings. goes through different forms of government and analyzes them. And he goes, democracy is the best one. It fucking sucks. But it's the best one we've got. Yeah, better than ty ty right. tyranny and, and uh, all the other Oh, God. Just Plato and Socrates' writings? Wow. wow. See, born. again, yeah. and I'll, we'll end it with this. Yeah. The reason I do these podcasts and I'm going to do these podcasts is I, I kind of knew all this, but it's just reminding yeah. me that I need to go home yep. and read more about Socrates yep. and Plato and Stoicism and all that good yep. jazz. Yeah, and it's okay, like Socrates, it's okay to say, I don't know. I don't know, let's find out. Oh, like that's, so that's the good. wisest answer you can give. Like, I don't know.
Let's find out. Let's talk about it. That's all you want to do. Let's talk about it. Yep, that's Let's it. Let's talk about that's it. it. Let's back. Thanks you are so the much. man. No, Thanks so thank much for you. having me, man. Yeah, this was freaking awesome. Right? So much fun. Bye. Thank you.